Hortons. It's time for Tim's. Limited time, U.S. only. Mike Shope here. If you have dead or nuisance trees in your yard, have them taken down safely and professionally. Call Woodchuck Tree Service. Woodchuck has the equipment to handle any number of trees, big or small, even the ones located in tough spots. Book your appointment with Woodchuck today so you can enjoy your yard this summer. Call Woodchuck Tree Service today, 774-8717, or search Woodchuck Tree Service and rid your yard of those nuisance trees. Jake, Dave, and their crew will take care of you. How much wood can a woodchuck cut? Plenty. Listen to WGR Sports Radio 550 and thousands more, plus millions of podcasts, all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Brought to you by Value Home Centers for the do-it-yourselfer in you. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo, 98.5 FM. An Odyssey station. WGR. Here's the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you. Nate Geary has a day off on the board today. Of course, the brilliant Corey Griswold. I was gonna, a, I was a gonna dab have, of Dusty. A dab of Dusty. It can't be a dusting of Dusty. That doesn't. That's too much. That's too much. That's too much. You're de-emphasizing Dusty Rhodes if you say a dusting of Dusty. I noticed it today with the Open. I love that, like, Dusty Rhodes is given, like, this, like, huge, like, just here's the problems in the world, all this stuff. And you can just, like, hear little kids, like, screaming in the background. Kids are freaking out. And they have no idea what he's talking about. Absolutely no concept. They're just hearing Dusty Rhodes, like, just give the ultimate monologue. And they're just like, I'm just here for it. And the parents are sitting there going... This man is spit. That's right. Like, and the kids have no idea what's happening. Absolutely not. Like the Beatles showed up. These kids oh, are losing their absolute minds. It's my favorite. That was that was the best time as a kid. When you could watch movies and like not totally understand them. You're just having a good time. Yep. And they get older and you're like, oh, this is dark. <laughs> and it's, oh, that is ooh. not a good feeling. Oh, no. I know what subtext is now. Oh. oh not a good feeling at all. Nope. Oh. The Sabres, man. Just, I'm so glad we're here. For the first time in it, in all seriousness, it probably is twelve years. I know I no, I wasn't working in the industry. I was in was I in middle school? No, I was I was I was near the end of high school. That's cool. When blocked the, and reported, <laughs> blocked and reported. When the whole tank for Eichel McDavid thing was around. So I, don't, I was in middle school for the tank. Yeah, baby. Oh. Was not I was not in middle school. I screwed up the years. I was in high school, oh. but I was under the age of eighteen. I, I think I was like 16. I don't think I could drive yet. I certainly could not drive yet. Uh, <laughs> love it. Uh, I don't. I don't love it. I don't like it. But nope, I don't like this. I think even then, though, there was this kind of feeling of like, yeah, but like this is like part one to like a longer saga that you're going to have to deal with. And ultimately what the Sabres did was kind of botch it because they decided we're going to skip movies two and three and just go right to the bad fourth one. Whoops. And you're going to love it. And we all hated it. But, like, I'm kind of sitting here and I'm like, is is this the best vibes the Sabres have had in 12 years? I think it has to be, right? Last year, they were really good at the end of the year because the team ended on a really, really good swing. Yeah. But I think now is absolutely the best vibes the team has had in 12 years. I think easily. Because, like you said as well, the last time this team made the playoffs, it felt like kind of a last hurrah. Yeah. That a lot of these guys were on their way out. So it even could be longer than that. Because when they were out that year, it was kind of like a... There's so, all right, is that it? There's so much crap 
to get through out even outside of sports mm-hmm. and that it w- was so traumatizing like with covid and everything that the world has thrown at us in totality to that just like and the sabers were just unavailable as an escape which yeah, is what for you a long which, time. which is what a lot of people claim they want sports to be right they want it to be an escape from reality something that sues them something that gives them something that the r- real world cannot give them um and the sabers were just unable to deliver on any of it um I mean, I say it all the time, and I, I don't mince my words when I say this. They were, for like a 10-year period, the worst-run team in North American sports. They just were. You can offer up like the Sacramento Kings, but like I barely consider them a franchise. They're in the NBA playoffs now, but what history is there I mean, outside of like a three-year window in the 2000s? Like The Sabres had history there. Oh my there was God. real serious prestige there. They maybe hadn't won a cup, but like to see how far that team had fallen – was embarrassing. Yeah, there were, I mean, but it was, a, okay, you you want a hot take? Yeah, oh, here, the, here we go. It's those, it's that kind of emotional investment I absolutely want to stop in my life. I have put so much weight into teams that never once delivered. Yeah. Either Bills or Sabres that have never come through, not once have come through. And we build them up into these legends of our city and of our sports culture and i am ready to be the type of person that's like you know what i've got i don't need any more legends who died with their face to the front the graveyard is full mm-hmm. i'm ready to i'm ready to wave the flag over the enemy's capital like let's go like well i, I mean like that's Gorgonson has been here forever god bless him if he leaves the team i will no longer allow myself to care I'm and I can understand that. Like I'm I'm kind of at a point now too, and a lot of it comes from just the fact of like you see teams like in Boston. It, it just just for them t- as an example of like th- those like ten year old kids, I, this is a few years ago now, but like that they had like one year in their life they hadn't at least seen a championship. And I and and this is a I think this is an aspect though of, of teams like in Buffalo or in Minnesota that just we, we do build up a lot of these guys of like we've never won but we love them you know the 90s bills i'm fine with i have no problem building up those guys they did make it to four super bowls that is something that i don't think will ever be repeated it is incredible that they did that it is just also incredible that they couldn't even just win one it is insanity but the sabers even as well i mean it's not the 90s bills but we, we we've also built up those early two thousand Sabres teams, the Danny Briere and Chris Drury, and oh, and, yeah. and upcoming you know Jason mm-hmm. Pominville, Ryan Miller, Ryan Miller. I'm I'm more than okay building up though. I mean he's the greatest U.S. born goaltender of all time. Oh five oh six feels stolen. They were nowhere near as good as Ottawa in oh six oh seven. Yeah, which is why we don't talk about that year as much. Um, because you, like even when we refer to those teams, we say oh five oh six. We do not say oh six oh seven. No. Because that team, which was just as good as the first one, though. But uh, it didn't feel the same by no, the end. Nope, by the end, it was like, not at all. oh, there's no way they're winning it. That's which right. is weird because going into the season, it was, mm-hmm. oh, this team is going to win. That's right. Because I, I mean, they won the President's Trophy, though, in 06, They had to get 07. through Ottawa, which was neck and neck with them mm-hmm. the whole way through that time. And then waiting for them on the other side was Anaheim, which looked impregnable. Yep. So it even with that team, there was like this... Hard sealing this barrier. It's like, well, you can't get past. I have terrible news for you about the Bills right now. Um, there was this impregnable team in front of you that you really can't get past. Um, like, okay, cool. I've again got to know. I've I was not in high school when the tank took place. I was already old. Like, I'm done. 
I'm done with this. I'm done. With I was gonna say you're around. You're around what I'm in now. I'm turning 25 yeah, at the end of the month. Rapidly coming to the coming to the age of my life where it gets to the one before I die. So like yeah. And when you start getting into that age group, man, you stop caring about good, I'll t- I'll good times though, and good vibes. This Sabres team, though, I, I've said it a few times the past few weeks, and I, I stand by it. I have more belief in them winning a championship than I ever did with the Bills team. This current Bills group. I think they're always going to be in a window with Josh Allen. Absolutely always think they're going to be in a window. But until 13 seconds, I did not think they could beat the Chiefs. What if the Sabres have a higher ceiling than the Bills? I think they do. I think they absolutely do. You look at how much high-end potential they have at all kinds of key positions, it is frightening their potential. This Bills season coming up, man. It's gonna. Well, I, I, it's gonna I'm, test people. I, I, have, I really think it's gonna test and, people. I would also like to point out the previous season. Every game was seemed like people were being tested. Like everybody mm-hmm. was like not happy, freaking out. Like it was a freak out season, and there was plenty of reasons too. But yep. also like during games where they won handily, people by at the half, people were like absolutely like I can't believe this team. They're terrible. What are they doing? Yeah. The, vi- the vibes were not with this team no. at all. Atrocious vibes the, all year. I, I'm gonna be honest. The best vibes of the team were was 2020 when there was no fans. But they surprised. We had to be quarantined well, away from the team for the vibes to be good. Bills that, fans that are to- toxic not, culture. Yeah. That ultimately was not really the, Bills the point. Bills mafia, was just no, toxic yeah. culture. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. There was no fans there because of the COVID, but they surprised everyone and went thirteen and three. You know, this is the year that Allen ascends to godhood for a lot of us, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my, this is the best quarterback we've had since Kelly. To many people, myself included, he's better than Kelly the already. Apex was the Patriots playoff game. Yep, where it was the perfect game, lit him up, ended. Yep. All, uh, killed all the ghosts that haunted them from the Patriots and the and team. Then, uh, since then, no no Bills fan fears the Patriots ever again. That's right, and ever again. That uh, at this current point, that's the high water mark for the Bills to me. Yeah, I I, I think for me though, it was almost where I'm at. the Chiefs. It was almost 13 seconds with that almost. comeback, and almost it was almost the next game, and it wasn't because of. Huh. But I I will tell you though, that was the first time I honestly felt like they could beat the Chiefs. And of course, it was because they effectively yeah. did until you know a collapse. But Christ, I still think they can. But yeah, like that's my thing is I still think they can. But it's like, it, but there's this thing to me where I'm like, I just I don't know because I, I haven't seen them get to a Super Bowl. Right. I haven't seen them do that. If next- and with the Sabres team, don't get me wrong. Like, I, like this is all a positive to the Sabres. I haven't seen them even make the playoffs yet. But I see how many tw- oh, yeah. low twenty somethings there are on this team, and I brought them up in the first hour. To see Casey Middlestead almost hit 60 points if next, after being essentially a dead man walking. That's right. Absolutely. I, ne- how am I not sitting here going, oh, they're, they're going to run the East soon? Next year, if they make the playoffs and Levy's good, like I. It's off to the races. That's right. Like every series, I'm going to be like, yeah, they can absolutely win the series. 100%. You're going to go for most of this offseason. If they add one or two or three guys, you're going to go in the offseason. National guys like Elliott Friedman and stuff like that are just going to be like, yeah, the Sabres are easily in the playoffs. Even with how badly the Bills. Bengals game went in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Yep. Bills play the Chiefs next year in the playoffs. I'm going to be like, yeah, they absolutely. They can take them. They can take them. 100% take them. Because I have seen them beat the Chiefs in the regular season. Yes! I know they can do it. And it, it took acts of God for them to lose in yeah. the playoffs against the other one. Like, yeah. it, it took, I've seen them do it. Yes! I just I need they to see totally that Bills team. I, and that's the thing, too. They're in different stages of their lives. The Bills are in a stage now where it's like, no, I need to see you get that championship. Window, like, I, I need to see you get there. We, we use this phrase, the window, right? Like, And as long as Allen is great, that window is there. But like, still, it, it, it's always shrinking. Up. Well, you know, and it's always shrinking, too, because it could be something where, like, I'm always, like, I mean, we're in agreement on this. When Allen's there, there's always a chance. Oh, yeah. And if Allen's good, there's always a chance. 
But what if they're not able to replace Stephon Diggs in four years? When he, what if when they're he not able to replace Von Miller? Yep. I mean, like, all of a sudden now it's like it's becoming harder and harder and harder. I just want one. I'm, I, I, and I know there's probably fans out there that want more than one and they want to compete with Mahomes. I've crossed it off my board. I, I just give me the one. After, I don't want him to be the Dan Marino of this era. After a long period of prayer, of a lo- after a long period of contemplation, of consulting with my team and yep. my family, I will, after very long consideration, accept the Super Bowl from the Buffalo Bills. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll accept I'll take it. it. It's not an easy decision. But I'm willing to... Had to deliberate. A lot of tears. I mean, it was was some real hard moments (laughs) with those who are closest to me. And a lot of moments of vulnerability. But you know what? I think I'm ready for the Bills to win a Super Bowl. I think I'm ready. (laughs) But, like, you know, and I I know why fans are mad, like, when they see Burrow make two straight AFC Championship games. Mahomes... Just goes yes. to AFC Championship and never games. plays a road playoff game. Never plays a road it, playoff it game. It is. I am mad cool. with you. Like I am also mad. I believe the Chargers. If the Chargers can win uh, a couple of games, the Chiefs might have to play. Like yeah. get the AFC West act together. I think that's more it is. Like how how does Russell Wilson go from like a surefire Hall of Famer? This move is is the best thing ever to literally awful. Yeah, it's easy. The to, moment he it's leaves easy Seattle. to lose one game a year when you play the AFC West. When you're playing the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos yeah. every year. I mean, look what the Patriots did for 20 years. They Clowns. took advantage of the worst division in yeah. NFL history. And they, yeah, they won every Super Bowl. Yeah, if I can get the Broncos and the Chargers to to like not be the Broncos Figure and Chargers for 45 minutes, like all of a sudden maybe the maybe Mahomes has to come this way and it'd be pretty cool. Well, thing too, even this year, we're, he's he's going to play at home in the regular season. We have to go to Kansas City again. Just for, how the schedule again, is working out, exceptionally cool. But it's just like, man, come on. But like, they're in different points in their life. I still have hope for the Bills. I still am there. I still think they're going to be fine. Whoever they draft this year, outside of running back, I will be mad at that. I really will. I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be good. They have Allen. They I have Diggs. I just wonder how it won't be frustrating. Like the Sabers. Oh, like the Sabers are not going to be frustrating next year. It's going to be like we're in that very early stages of like here we go. It's going to be awesome with the Bills. I don't know how it can't possibly be frustrating. It'll be frustrating until they win a Super Bowl. I, I Then what's the fun? What are we doing with ourselves? I, but I think that's like with every fan base. I do wonder, Kansas City, before they get Mahomes, they had Alex Smith and were consistently making the playoffs. I think it even got to a point with them of like just constantly like, what, like when is it going to happen? What is going on here? Like the Patriots, at least, it was essentially every four or five years they'd win one. They went through like a 10-year window where they didn't win any, but like it was constantly they were there or they were winning. Now like the Chiefs fans are going through that. I've got to imagine there's a point now where the Bills just get, not even just lucky, they just get through because they have the talent to do so. Man, if I want to be frustrated, I'm going to call a a customer service hotline for a cable company. Why am I watching the Bills (laughs) if all I do is get mad? Somebody want to answer me that? It's half the fun. No, it's not. (laughs) What are you saying now because you've gone through more years than I have with this? I'm still having fun with it. Here's the thing. Be fun and then everybody else shut up. Like, I'm trying to watch the game. Shut up. Yeah. Like stop freaking out! Everybody, shut up! Let them play in silence. Did you see? Did you see for betting lines coming in this year? The Bills are still one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I yeah, think they're I, still like top two. Yeah, sure. I mean, in the AFC, should other teams be in front of me? If I'm a Bengals fan and the Bills are listed ahead of me, I'm mad. Oh yeah, the Bills haven't done junk crap, and I made the AFC Championship twice. Now I will say this though with the Bengals, and and this is where I, I like the Bengals window is legitimately small because they have owners notorious for not paying people to come back. Like, they will not keep all of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Burrow. And, and Tyler Boyd will throw in there. Like, that offense will get remade. 
they'll probably bring back Jamar Chase because Burrow will literally ride if they don't. They're sure. going to bring back Burrow because that's the face of their franchise. Easily the best quarterback they've had since Boomer Esiason. Probably already better. And, like, they'll keep those guys. Huge disrespect to John Kitna. John, oh, man. I thought I, I was hoping you'd bring up Ken Anderson, nope. not John Kitna. But, like, there is that feeling, though, that, like, the Bengals, it's like, eh, they're like a shooting star. And they'll kind of drift back to where they are. Disrespectful. Massively disrespectful. They, it is. They, it is. They kicked our butts. They did. And I don't trust the Bengals organization even slightly. They're better than us until we prove otherwise. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But I feel like their window is smaller than the Bills because they just do not pay anybody to come back. I They've already lost all their safeties. I think the Bills have a better shot of beating the Chiefs than we do have beating the Bengals. It is weird, though. But it feels like that, right? And I right. Think I think it's because of the way the Bengals play offense. They are just so get the ball out, throw it, get and ball, how the Bills it. play defense, which, which is, is like which we'll is, let you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play ten yards off the line of scrimmage and just see what happens. Yeah, let's see what this this should go good, right? Let's see how this and they get. How do you feel about McDermott calling plays? Do you think that's gonna change, or do you think it's gonna be about the same? I don't know because I've been I've been very up in the air about it. He's always been a very aggressive defensive coordinator. If they stink, do they fire him? Oh, I mean, he talked to the owners' meetings. If it's not going well, he is just going to give someone else the, the defensive play calling. So, like, what are we doing? Like, at some point, it's going to get to, like, what are we doing with McDermott? I, I think it's this year. Large I think I, I think there's a potential it's this year. But defensively, like, his, def- his defense is always good. But it also never goes anywhere. So, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I honestly don't care how he calls defense. What I care about is that the Bills score 40 points a Yeah, game. they have to score. That's how you're going to think. I think this is a very much and, – and, and this, again, this is, like, where the Sabres and Bills are in such different spots. But they're both in positive spots. The Bills, though, are in a point, like, let's say they win 11 games next year. 11, 12, whatever. Still good. They still win the AFC East. But they're out in the divisional round again. They don't make the AFC Championship again, which means it's likely either a Cincinnati-Kansas City game again, Mm -hmm. or you're having somebody like the Chargers break through, or Jacksonville break through. Right. Do you pull the trigger? Would you accept them becoming the Steelers? Oh, no. No. Which is, you're in the playoffs every year. Or you are just the expectation. You're never worse than 500. And you pop off and you get a Super Bowl out of it. But that's it. You get, you get, like, one great year, and, the, and then you're, like, considered to be, like, man, they're just always good. But you only get one shot out of it. And everybody hates you. I do win the Super Bowl. And though, literally right? everybody hates you because you're sick and tired of you. I do win the Super Bowl, though, right? You should, right? No, I mean, like, but in this in this Tomlin's exercise, got a Super Bowl. Tom, Yeah, Tomlin's got one. Ben Roethlisberger has two, but he won, yeah, he won the first one with Bill Cowher. But you, I would you, take the one. You want ben, you, do you want Ben Roethlisberger's career? Oh. And, and like, general track of career uh, outside of... Uh, jail time and other uh, law but stuff. Like the, but the general but like, career of like never, on the never, field, yeah, yeah. So never an MVP, always in the playoffs, wins two Super Bowls. Yes, yeah, I would take that. understanding that the because the Super Bowls are what matters. Yeah, oh yeah. So like, of course, I would take that too because they get the Super Bowls. But like, like ultimately, Russell Wilson doesn't have an MVP, but he'll retire a Hall of Famer because he has a Super Bowl. That's right. And he's played. He played great. Won a Super Bowl. Boom. Mm-hmm. I just don't want Allen and really the Bills to be the Marino Dolphins of the 2020s. I just don't want that. I don't want that. Because that, to me, is ridiculous. That means that there was a fundamental, complete and utter failure in your organization. The Dolphins could not player develop and or scout under Marino. They couldn't do it. Shula was at the end of his rope by like 10 years. And they just decided to throw because, well, he can throw it a country mile. Let's just do it. Yeah. And it worked. But they could never figure out anything else. I was watching a documentary a few months ago. No one talks about it. Marino almost wanted out of Miami like by year four. He was already fed up with them. But ended up staying, got a contract extension, and went. 
What, what, what does his career look like if he leaves Miami? Who ultimately <sighs> were really only competitive because of him. What year? That would have been what year? That for, would have been... 84? 84 is his second year. That's, that's okay, the year he so breaks that the been records 80, and all that. would have been 86. Yeah. So in 1986, who gets... That's... If Marino's leaving the Dolphins, that is the year Kelly actually arrives in Buffalo. Yep. yep. Do the Bills go like if Marino's like I'm out before if, if, they if, sign Kelly? If what if Marino leaves. is in Buffalo? He could have been. I well, I, and the Bills are just like we've had you for three years. You don't want to play. Good luck. That, that yep. guy who's been playing in the NFL and is good yep. is available. We'll talk to him. I'd even say though, like let's say. It's Ralph, like it's, 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 it's a cl- it's a clean swap. You know, Marino's out of the. Yeah, Ralph you know, Wilson's not doing that because no. he would have had to pay Marino, and he's not paying anybody. But all of a sudden, you know, Jim Kelly comes in, Marino's out. I mean, that team's running through that division. Oh yeah, they're winning like 14, 15 games. Mm-hmm. They never play a road playoff game. I'm not saying that all of a sudden may- means that they are going to get a Super Bowl there, but Marino may in the NFC. Marino probably goes to an NFC team. Who? But where? Like, because Montana's in his prime. Montana's in his prime. Does he go to? Hmm. Does he go to Washington? Maybe Washington. Washington really didn't have a quarterback at that point. No, they, they end up getting Mark Rippon later in the nineties. Who's buying? Who's who's like a big Dallas? Dallas, the Giants. They have Phil Sims. They have Phil Sims. They ain't touching. That's they ain't fair. Touching. They That's got fair. Sims. No, not Eagles. Because they had Cunningham at that point, right? No, they did not have Cunningham yet. I think there was still Ron Jaworski going at that point. Okay. There's a few of these teams, though. Like, could have been the Eagles. It could have been the Eagles. But who's spending in 86 for that kind of contract? Ooh, basically nobody. He would, he would be asked to be traded, so it would have been a trade. Wow. It, it, it could have been Colts? interesting, though. Colts, maybe, in Baltimore, yep. Oh, no, were they in Indianapolis they were at that in point? Indy. They were in Indy at that point. And also, actually, eh, that would be in division, though. Because remember, that's the original AFC East, so Indianapolis is with those guys. Chargers? Maybe no, Chargers. I, I don't think they would have sent them. You're right. They wouldn't have sent them to the AFC. It would have been NFC. Yep. I but it, it, regardless, it's like it's one of those where what does his career look like if he really does pull the trigger on that and want out? There's no reason Marino doesn't wind up with a Super Bowl. He only goes to one. He only goes to, I think, two AFC Championship games. That's yeah. it. After essentially being the guy that rewrites the record book. It is insane to me. Like, that is, like, in, 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 in more modern terms, that is if basically Patrick Mahomes made one Super Bowl, lost it, and only makes two AFC championship we talk, games. We talk that, about, is the, that is the career. We talk about the wilderness the Bills have been in. Like, the Dolphins have been in the wilderness just almost as long. Like, oh, yeah. That just and, like, it may, and it may have been worse. They didn't have likable quarterbacks either, even during yeah, this Yeah, they've drought. had, like, good years, and they've even made the playoffs. But, like, nothing sustainable. No. Nothing that's even remotely the Jet, felt The Jets have just been straight bad. Yeah. But, like, the Dolphins and Bills have just been dancing around mediocrity. Or, yeah. they, or they were. The, the, the nether regions of just, like, what are we doing? Yep. Both teams did not know what to do post nine. Even now, there's so many questions about Tua's health and what the, if oh, the yeah. team wants him or not. Like, they're yeah, they're good. They made the playoffs, but like, are we sure this is sustainable? Is this, are we sure this is really the long term plan? Yeah, is here? this who? It's 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 so fascinating, and this is where like I I that's why I, st- I still I'm not out on the Bills yet. I think there's a real chance that if this season is not good and they're out in the in the division round again, I do think there's a real conversation about McDermott's job. I think absolutely, because I think at that point you'll start getting and I. 
I can understand the calls and I can understand the thought process. I mean, I, I picked the wrong job. I mean, well, honestly, most of most of this shift is just not talking to people, which is great. But honestly, like if the Bills blow it this year and don't get anywhere again, I'm fine with terminating the coach. I, don't I know. I think a lot of people are because they I, don't win. But like yeah. I, then, but I also do not want to talk to people about it. That's going to stay right here <laughs> inside the chest. Going to stay in the diaphragm, not leaving. Don't want to talk about it. I think immediately though, what you would see is people go right to. You got to get an offensive-minded guy, and like, and that's I just it, it's it's so fascinating how different the trajectories are for these two teams. No, you have to get got to get Andy Reid. I do love Andy Reid though. Is I, he he's never. I, I I do wonder though if this if the Bills window opens when he retires, which I think is probably sooner than most people want to talk about. I don't know. Like I think it's a lot sooner than people want to talk about. These just. He's. Re- I'll put it this way. He's really dedicated to the game. He is, but what else does he have to do here? He's got his two Super Bowls. He's had his great quarterback. Eric Bieniemy ended up having to leave just so he can get under from underneath him. I mean, it, he might be like, you know what? I've had my run. I'm good. He's had also some personal demons in his life. I, I think I was going to say. Has... I, I was kind of going to say like that doesn't seem to bug him all that much. So like, what's he going to go home to? We'll see. I mean, you know, I just I've been I've been constantly thinking about coaches retiring. Belichick, of course, kind of being the main one, but Andy Reid's also one of them. I just want, I want to check his age before. It feels to me like Andy Reid's going to die in the chair. Like he's he like, might also be kind of wh- that kind of guy. Like he's like he's sixty five. Yeah, he's what's he got to retire to? What's waiting for him? It seems like he's got to give him that up. He may just keep going. He really may just keep so he going. might just keep going. I don't know. I always I, I have been thinking about like when Reid may want to like hang it up. And if like that's the start of like, all right, here's the Bills window. Like he's he's assured himself of be, as being one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think he's top five, like easily, easily like, with what he did with the Eagles and what he's done with the Chiefs. Like, well, just... and that's the thing too. Now what he's done with the Chiefs, it puts the Eagles team in a lot of context of man, they didn't have any receivers. McNabb, sure, good like, quarterback, definitely not it's great. Co- it's cool to win because everything gets retconned. But, oh like, yeah. What else does he have to prove? It's not about that. Like it's he just. I don't know. I don't know the guy. It seems like he doesn't know how to do anything else. He's got the he's got the treadmill with all the laundry piled up on top of it inside of his house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This, yeah. The dude knows one way to rock. I'm not going to wait around. And he knows the grind, and it's and, and he loves the grind. He loves. He lives for the grind. I'm just not going to anticipate him not being there anytime soon. I can see in the next three years. I can see it. I can see it. We're going to take a quick timeout. We're still taking your calls at 803-0550. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary has his day off. I'm Zach Jones along with Corey Griswold, and you're listening to WGR. Go to WGR550shop.com now to see all the T-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies, and more. Perfect for the Buffalo sports fan in your house. Get an all-Buffalo, all-the-time hoodie for yourself while you're there. WGR550shop.com. It's mock season in the NFL when every fan becomes a GM before the draft. Join Chopin the Bulldog for their annual Facebook Live Mock Draft Show Thursday, April 20th from 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Who is going number one and who will the Bills select? Chopin the Bulldogs Facebook Live Mock Draft Show brought to you by Upstate Honda Dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. 
Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolled for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. This is an important message for anyone who's on Medicaid and needs home care. Did you know that a family member, close friend, or even a neighbor can get paid to be your caregiver in the comfort of your own home? That's right. If you're on Medicaid, your child, grandchild, friend, or someone else you know and trust can be paid per hour to be your caregiver through a Medicaid-funded program. Just text CARE to 200-300, and Horizon Home Care Services will help you hire the loved one you choose to be your caregiver. Horizon is based right here in upstate New York. As your neighbor, nobody cares more than Horizon about getting your caregiver paid the best rates on time. If you're on Medicaid, this service is absolutely free for you. Text CARE to 200-300 right now. Get the home care you need from a loved one or known friend, and they can get paid to help you at home. Just text CARE to 200-300. This service is absolutely free to you, and your relative or friend gets paid to be a caregiver. Text CARE to 200-300. Text the word CARE to 200-300. Text CARE to 200 Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-330-2929. That's 800-330-2929. 800-330-2929. All the sports, news, music, news, and podcasts you want are all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Brought to you by Value Home Centers for the do-it-yourselfer in you. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you, of course, with Corey Griswold on the board. We're going to go over to the phones. We've got Gary waiting patiently. Gary, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday, my friend. How are you doing today? Hi, you speaking to me? My name is Harry with an H. Harry, sorry about that, man. How you doing? Uh, no problem. You know, I'm going to get back to hockey real quick. You, no worries. You, you made a really interesting point, and you blew right by it. And it's actually a really important point. You said how Granado wanted his offensive players to score goals and not worry about defense. Well, that's a big reason why the goaltending suffered, is that the goaltenders were mostly hung out to dry. And I think we're a little too quick to judge both Comrie who had a lot of injuries this year, and UPL, who, you know, yeah, he wasn't that great in Rochester, but he had his, he had some flashes here in Buffalo. I, you know, just as we were ready to th- throw Middlestad and Tate Thompson overboard two years ago, don't be surprised if UPL or Comrie, uh, one of them might get moved, but one of those guys might stick around next year just because it's a little too soon to decide that these, these guys are not worth working with, especially if next year – you can start playing some defense as well as scoring goals. Well, yeah, Gary, thanks for the call. And I think on that defensive point, though, that that is the style they play. I mean, they are going to offer up a lot of two-on-one chances because they are so offensively focused. It is score goals and hope that they won't score on you. I think that's where it's you got to get another stay-at-home defenseman who can pick up some of the slack because I I don't care to see Tage Thompson trying to play defense or, or be, you know, that guy that's going to be, you know, not necessarily not a two-way player. I'm not saying that, but just 
I care about him putting up 90 points a season now. I, I want him to put 40-plus goals in the net. Let's get another defenseman in here. Maybe even two, because, you know, top to bottom, the, 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 the third pair needs to be better. That's where I'm more at, is I don't really want my my, my offensive skill position players to be brought back in the defense. It's It, it does not need to be as bad as it was this year times, because you're absolutely right that Eric Comrie and UPL both got left out to dry quite often. But that's where it's tough because you did see guys like Craig Anderson and, of course, Devin Levi in this last stretch handle that pretty well. Comrie, Comrie I'm, I am somewhat willing to wait on. He had so many injuries this year that I, I it's tough for me to just say, like, he's absolutely bad. He was an absolutely bad pickup. He did not play well when he was when he was healthy, but he, he dealt with so many injuries that I, just, I, I am willing to kind of look at him again. If one of them, though, does get another look, it is UPL. I, I think you're right on that, that one of them is probably going to be staying. I thought, and I still kind of think, that there is a likelihood that with the, neither of them playing the final game of the season, when I think it was they easily could have, and it was Devin Levi that they might be done with them. If one of them is traded, I think it will be UPL, but they may want to keep him just because he is 23 years old, and there's a good chance that next year it could just click for him, that he's absolutely found his way. He had moments this year, which is never consistent, and that was, to me, by far, by far and away, the most frustrating part with UPL is that he would have moments of brilliance. I, I think of that Las Vegas game in Vegas where he just, I think he had like 52 saves and was just incredible. Stood on his head, absolutely stole a game for the Sabres, but he never really reached that moment again. He could never do that consistently enough, and that's where I think hurt that team. They just need solid goaltending with the way they play offense. They just need solid to average goaltending, and they couldn't get that a lot of the time. This team will get better. They'll you know they'll get older. They'll get more disciplined, especially on the defensive side of the puck. So I do imagine a lot of them will kind of you know drift back a bit to help out on both sides of the ice. But for right now, you needed better goaltending this year. Not necessarily you know guys playing both sides of the ice. But that's just my opinion. I I just I don't care to see Tage Thompson play defense. Not not an incredible amount. A little bit, yes but not to a point where I'm I'm noticing it. I just don't want to notice how he's getting beaten. That's to me, at least. We were talking a little bit about, about the Bills. We are still taking your calls at 803-0550. We hope in the next hour to hear from some of the players over at Locker Cleanout at uh, KeyBank Center. We'll get you those as well. Some players such as Rasmus Dahlin, Kyle Poso, and Eric Comrie we hope to hear from in the next hour. But on the Bills, me and Corey were talking in the last segment just about how the Sabres and Bills seem to be in this in this different lifespan right now where they're both I think both have positive vibes I'm I'm still there with the Bills I still think they go win a Super Bowl but they are in such different areas now if the Sabres make the playoffs next year and are bouncing around one I think there will be fans that are mad absolutely and you'll and you'll probably have wanted more but it will be the fact that hey cool the drought's broken Nick now we can move forward the drought is broken we can just now be a playoff team consistently we can start hunting a cup but even this year we're leaving, and maybe the best vibes the team has had in over 12 years. I think even better than the 2010-2011 team that lost to Philly in the first round. Because it's not a last hurrah. It clearly feels like the start of something, the beginning of something. Where with the Bills now, I'm starting to have this fear a little bit. And I and I did not have this fear until this year of, man, is Allen just going to be his this generation's version of Dan Marino? He might be. And the reason why I'm not saying this generation is Philip Rivers because I think Philip Rivers was never that good comparatively to the other great quarterbacks 
of his generation, the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Peyton Manning's, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers. I just do not think he was there. But Dan Marino was. Dan Marino was different. And he was the only guy that you could truly say, number one at one point, people were either, he was number one, number two quarterback in the NFL at that time, for a long period of time, to not win a Super Bowl. Everyone else has. If you've argued that they're the best quarterback in the NFL, you can probably say they've won a Super Bowl, outside of like three guys. Marino being one of them. Fran Tarkington back in the 60s and 70s being another one. The reason I'm not putting Kelly on there is I don't know how many people honestly were putting Kelly above Marino, Kelly above Elway, Kelly above Montana. It's not disrespect to Kelly. It's just I think that's how it was even in the 90s. But I am starting to have a little bit of that worry. Nothing crazy. He's only 26 years old being Josh Allen. But you see the way the Chiefs are and how just almost machine-like they can be at times. That it doesn't matter if their regular season wasn't the greatest that they get in the playoffs and they just they seem to have the number one seed, they seem to have the number one or two seed, and they just get to the AFC Championship at home and then they win it and then they go to the Super Bowl. They've been to three in five years. They've won two of them. They've been to how many AFC Championships in a row? Six, something like that. I mean, it, it is ridiculous at this point how efficient they have been to get where they're at. But I do think the Bills can get there. I brought up in the last segment, I think there's, you know, I, I just don't write out the fact that Andy Reid could retire in the next three, four years. He might just be like, ah, I've had enough. I'm done. I'll just go hang out, enjoy myself. I've won my Super Bowls because now he has. He has two. He's made it to a ton of them. He might be the greatest offensive coach of all time. I had him in the top five, but now I'm kind of thinking like, I mean, who are the greatest coaches of all time? Bill Belichick, Don Shula, Vince Lombardi, Andy Reid. Maybe maybe throwing a Bill Parcells in there for the top five, but, you know. I kind of run out after that. You know, Tom Landry, maybe, but I don't know if I'm putting him ahead of these guys. It's interesting. And, and, and he could be done pretty soon. He could just be, ah, you know, I've, I've done all I want to do. I'm done. And weirdly enough, I guess how my positive vibes can stay with this team, my positive feelings on this team can stay, is in less than two weeks, the first round of the NFL draft. If they draft another cornerback or a defensive lineman in the first round, I'm going to have real questions. If they draft a running back in the first round, I'm going to have real questions about the longevity of the staff. Because I think, Allen, you're fine. You, you hit it out of the park. Getting digs, you hit it out of the park. After that, it's like, okay, cool. Are, are we not seeing the modern game develop? I know some people have, have wanted to bring in B. John Robinson. I can't understand that. He takes touches away from Josh Allen. And it won't just because, you know, he catches passes out of the backfield. It won't be. It will be the fact that he'll get 20 carries a game or 20 touches, and Josh Allen's game will stay the same. He will still scramble and run. He will still do that stuff. That is who he is. Is the reason the Giants found success this year and made the playoffs mm -hmm. because of Saquon Barkley? In a way, kind of. But I think as well as just the play-calling ability of Brian Dable. Okay. I think he was able to mm -hmm. use his best offensive player. Daniel Jones threw 14 touchdown passes this year. It's not a lot. There's not a lot. He ran, I think, for over 1,000 yards, though. He, he quietly is one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. But... The Giants also were a very limited team. You kind of saw them kept keep winning, but it was like, eh, what's going on here? Right. 
Daniel Jones is a quarterback I'm okay taking carries or touches away from. I'm more than okay doing that. Right. But guys like a Herbert, an Allen, a Mahomes, a Trevor Lawrence, I'm not okay doing that. I'm just not okay doing that. And especially when you have a guy like Allen where, let's say let's say you draft B. John Robinson out of Texas. Great running back, maybe the best in Saquon <laughs> Barkley. You get him in here. You've got to give him the ball 20 yeah, times a I game. mean, because of the way the Bills run offense, even with runs, mm-hmm. Allen is thinking, do I really have to give the ball to this person? Because I can just take it to the outside. Right. Or so, I can just pull it back and throw a quick little slant to Diggs. Any kind of – the the person the Bills should ask if they're going to draft a running back is Allen. Like, what's going to make you want to give that person the ball? Yeah. Because that's what makes the decision of that the usefulness we run of that position. So many RPOs. So, like, what is the state of play where Allen looks at the running back and says, "You, yeah, you are actually definitely our best case scenario." Here. Right, because he's so downfield oriented, mm-hmm. middle of the field, long range, like, or I'm pulling it down and I'm gone. And the reason that space opens up in the middle is because the roots are going that way, yeah. so it pulls the defense apart, and then he exploits it. None of that starts with the running back. No. So, like, what? Even with like Singletary, it was like besides putting the ball in the carpet constantly, it was okay. He was fine. Yeah. Like, I think my thing is ultimately with Singletary, I just needed a guy that was bigger. It's Singletary the, was five seven. Like, I just needed somebody bigger and a little bit faster to I take advantage of the few runs they do get. They're so. I don't care how good of a running back yeah. Robinson is because to me, if Allen will utilize the weapon. There, you could have a guy's of varying talent be very good yeah. at that position because Allen gets them the ball in positions to succeed with it. So if you don't need to draft Robinson to have an effective running back if Allen wants that position to be effective. I don't think he does. So it doesn't matter that you draft a running back. They ain't going to use it. Well, I, I, and I'm fine with that. I'm more than happy with that. Right. Because ultimately, when's the last team running the ball first with defense won a Super Bowl? Because it's not, it's not the Seahawks in 2015. Russell Wilson was running and throwing. Marshawn Lynch had 1,400 yards rushing, but they were a put-together offense. They were well put together. Right. There's no reason James Cook can't be the dude the Bills need at running yep. back if Allen wants him to be that dude. And you draft him in the second round. Yeah. I'd, I'd hope, Cook's fine. I'd hope Cook, is more in their minds, is more than just, hey, he'll catch a few passes out of the backfield. He'll kind of be like a little bit of a weird slot receiver. I hope he's more than that. You yeah. drafted him in the second round. I mean, even with that, like, well, I wish he got the ball more often. Okay, cool. That's a question for Allen. It's not a question for Cook. Yeah. So, like, hey, boss, why aren't you giving it to the dude who's good? Yep. And he, what I don't know what he'll say. He's like, I'm the play's down there. If the play's down there, the Bill should stop thinking about that position, period. Yeah, entirely. Until they get a different quarterback. Because Allen isn't going to reinterpret the game. I think I, I, what you want Allen to do, and this is where I'm at, I want him to be a little bit more like Joe Burrow. You can go the long ball. The long ball is great. The long ball keeps the defense honest. you got to be more of a rhythm offense, though. Look what, look what the Chiefs did this year as well. They lose Tyreek Hill. They stop with the long ball almost entirely. They just became boom, ba-boom, 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 right down the field. The, the Cincinnati Bengals murdered you by just quick outs. Just bang, 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 bang. With zero retaliation. But the Bills, and I think this is where a lot of the frustration came from this year, was it was 15-plus yards every single route. There was nothing that was just coming back. And and a part of this is you lost the slot receiver of like a Cole Beasley. And you've and you've maybe fixed that with getting a guy like Deontay Hardy. And I know still people some want like Jackson Smith and Jigba to be their great slot receiver, or even Khalil Shakir, who's already on the team. But I think regardless, it has to be a somewhat of a change of philosophy of the offense. Of it's gotta be a little more rhythm based. It's gotta be a little more just hit five ten yard outs and just keep the ball moving. 
Just don't you don't have to always go back and just cock the arm up like you're throwing a rocket ship. <laughs> it doesn't need to be that. The arm talent is great. It absolutely helps. But you saw how they just got stuck in the mud all the time after that Green Bay Packers game. Allen, of course, gets hurt in the Jets game, but it was that second half of the Green Bay Packers game where they just decided we are going to air it out 20-plus yards down the field every play. And it just it it's too unreliable to keep doing that. It is far too unreliable. And I think that is where their biggest issue is. They can score points because Allen is a future Hall of Famer. But you've got to move with the Joneses of, of the world. Is it is it because they can't or because it's by choice? I think it's a bit of both because Ken Dorsey's offense was go deep. I mean, like every route felt like it was going deep. But is it every route going deep with, like, he's talking to his quarterback. Yeah. So, like, everybody in that room has got to be like, what, Diggs wasn't. Diggs often expressed frustration Diggs, about, like, what we Diggs were doing. expressed frustration. I do think that is a mix of Allen and Dorsey both really loving the deep ball, knowing that it can kill a defense, and it can kill – momentum is a subjective thing. It's not really real, but it can really put teams on their heels if it hits. Diggs is so fascinating to me in this spot because, like, I I don't know I, – I would, it would be curious to hear him say this. He's not, he's not going to talk about it that way, I don't think. But, like, did would he have felt listened to? Because at one moment, Diggs is saying, give me the ball mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. And we'll win. Which is, I mean, which they... Definitely true. Did. It was like, like whenever he had like eight catches, the they con- won. He got the ball constantly. But also, like, he, I think, was also frustrated that they couldn't do everything that he felt that they could do. Yeah. Right? Like, we can throw quick outs. Why can't we throw? What's, why aren't we? Th- and probably to a certain extent, be like, I can run that pattern. Why aren't you telling why aren't we me doing to? It? Why aren't you asking me to run that pattern so I can go do it? Yep. Like... There's these two simultaneous, seemingly conflicted, but not necessarily, ideas in Dick's head of, like, the ball comes to me because I'm great. Yeah. But also, we should be more versatile than we are. And that expression, I think, is is both true, but also you want to get other people involved because they're also very good. And when other people succeed on that team and they win, Diggs is not frustrated. No. He's frustrated when... Yeah, and I think there's been a misconception with some fans with Diggs is he's not mad when he's just not getting the ball. He's mad when he doesn't get the ball and then they lose. Yes. Because he is a confident, rightfully so, athlete that thinks, no, if I'm I'm helping, we're going to win. That's right. And if he's not getting the ball and then they lose, he's somewhat justified. Actually, not even somewhat. He is justified in thinking that. That's right. So, like, to me, uh, Diggs is the bellwether for the offense, even though it almost all the decision-making power rests with Allen. I think that's why I've gotten to a point now with the draft, and I mentioned it at the start of the segment. We do got to hit a quick break here. But that's why either I want them to add a right tackle in Darnell Wright from Tennessee, or I want them to add Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC, because they are he's just a possession guy. Just get open, get in space, possession guy. You get him... Davis can move to his traditional role that he has been for the last two years before last year, where he just you know, scheme him open, go deep, and you would have two potential digs like players, digs of course, and then Jordan Addison just getting open. C- catches just, anything that within a five yep. foot radius of them runs a great route. That's what I want. Yep, and yep. that's and that's what you need. Yeah, and that's what you need. And I, I think that's where the Bills can be su- successful. They dealt with injuries, yes, and, and that killed them because you know when DeQuan Jones went out, they couldn't stop the run. Allen's elbow, I think, really did affect the short game. I really, really do. Because you could tell there were some routes he could not throw anymore. He just couldn't do it with the way the elbow was. But that's why I'm not out on them yet. Because I think just a few changes here and there, 
I think they're on the and right track. We say all this stuff, and they're going to win like 13 games. I know. I, yeah, we're complaining, but like they'll be in the contention oh, for yeah. the one seed. It's going to be great. That's pretty cool. We're going to take a quick timeout. We are still taking your calls at 803-0550. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. Nick Geary has the day off. I'm Zach Jones, and you're listening to WGR. Load up on some great WGR apparel at WGR550shop.com. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more, including a new We Still Believe sweatshirt. Get yours now before they're gone at WGR550shop.com. Odyssey is your home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the free Odyssey app today to listen to WGR Sports Radio 550. Brought to you by Value Home Centers for the do-it-yourselfer in you. Quick segment here is we're going to have Paul Hamilton joining us in the next segment as they're taking a bit of a break here as they do locker cleanout day. We're going to hear from some players as well later on in hour number three. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear from some of these players. I, I, I've been scouring Twitter a little bit, just seeing some of the quotes, and I, I want I want Kyle Oposo back. I think I, I'm on that train. I, I do. I want him as captain. I I know the play isn't necessarily there anymore, but I I, I think he's really good for this locker room. I don't want them to start getting too young. I think when you all of a sudden are losing some of these some of these more mature guys, I think I think it can get lost a little bit. And I and I, I think he's the perfect guy to just be on the fourth line. Don't do anything crazy. You know, you'll jump into the power plays here and there due to injuries and stuff like that. But just you'll be good. You'll be fine because they don't. They're not going to have a you know four lines deep of crazy offensive guys. Play on the power play. On the second power play, you know, would be perfect. Yeah, I'm crank it. Yeah, and then like six minutes a night on the fourth line, and then on the second power play, just crank it every night. It'll be perfect. Have them give them the Olafson slot. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I'm all for it. We're going to take a quick time out here. Coming up next, our own Paul Hamilton, as we'll hear about Sabres locker cleanup day as the season did end last night in a 5-2 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Zach Jones. Nate Geary has the day off, and this is WGR. Don't forget to check out the WGR apparel at WGR550shop.com. Shop for T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Get your hands on a We Still Believe T-shirt at WGR550shop.com.